0: Assalamu Alaikum and welcome to your weekly Thursday morning edition of The Household Express a program dedicated to aspiring home cooks grow their skills and confidence in the kitchen as well as cook up memories with their families and friends I am Zakia Tagari and delighted to be in your company inshallah until 11 am Inshallah, in today's program, you can be looking forward to a chat with Chef Mahdia Navlaki. She's a chef from the FBI School and under one of South Africa's most talented chefs, Chef Nicholas van de Valt. Um, She then interned at the Four Seasons in Westcliff Hotel and furthermore uh, worked there for further one and a half years. She's a very talented and aspiring upcoming chef. Mahdia, assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Airwaves of Radio Islam International.
1: Walaikum <laughs> Salaam, Shafsakia, how are you? Alhamdulillah,
0: good to have you on, Jazakallah for taking out time in this holiday season and in this busy period when everyone's busy and on holiday and sharing some time with us. We highly appreciate you. Jazakallah for giving me this opportunity. You're more than welcome. So Chef Mahdia is a pastry chef that studied at the FBI um, with myself uh, many years ago. And um, Alhamdulillah, she's built quite a reputation uh, amongst the chefs in the industry as well. And she's very good at what she does. Uh, Mahdia, tell us a little bit about what brought you to this road of becoming a chef.
1: Okay, so my love and passion started off as a young girl. Always seeing my mom in the kitchen made me want to learn more and engage with my mom in the kitchen. And that's where my passion for baking originated from.
0: Okay. And at what age did you you find that this uh, passion got ignited?
1: I think at the age of about 10 years old, I
0: could say. Okay, we're very similar indeed. So um, you know, you've gone through this route of further, furthering your studies and stuff. What's been your highlight uh, during our campus days? Okay,
1: I can't really pinpoint to one specific memory, but the two most mem- memorable experiences would be my sugar showpiece, which has taught me a lot of patience in the art of working intricately with isomalt sugar. And my exam, you know it's an event that can be compared to the level of a master Chef show. something that touched my heart deeply as well as my parents. The joy and pride that they had in that moment was clearly visible in their eyes and was totally overwhelming for me. Alhamdulillah with the grace of Allah, I could have not expected a better outcome.
0: Uh, I totally agree with you. Except uh, you still um, comparing it to the master uh, the, ma- uh, the master chef uh, challenge. I think it's much more than that because we honestly, um, in the reality of time, um, it's not. where it's been uh, produced, and it's been uh, cut and paste. Then you know uh, we really have the pressure of time, and um, apart from that, we have. Um, we have eyes on us that we don't want to fail in, um, you know, the lecturer's eyes, etc. And we're being charged literally by every small thing because um, it's it's a career. It's not it's not a competition. Um, yes, I, I very clearly remember. Um, one of our chef's <coughs> tables where uh, we had to make gnocchi and today's uh, today's topic for my segment is actually pasta and I've been recalling the whole week um, where we made gnocchi in, uh, for our chef's table which was my first chef's table in Hot Kitchen and um, Chef Nico was not impressed with the gnocchi that we kept on making that he came marching down the stairs and he eventually made this gnocchi himself and he's like this is the recipe you guys are going to use so so, yes, I totally, um, I, I agree with you. Those are very memorable memorable moments. Um, I do agree also that the sugar showpiece work is something that teaches you a lot of patience. When they say, Allah grant us sabr. we used it in those days. But I suppose there's many other moments as well, but those are your two highlights, alhamdulillah. Um, Mahdia, um when it comes to wedding cakes And other cakes, right uh, Do you freeze them? So yes
1: I do freeze them the, the reason why I freeze them Is because freezing Keeps your moisture more into cakes Whereas if you refrigerate it For a long period of time Then you're going to get a stale cake Or it's going to just go Funny um, Much quicker than what real freezing would take but also with freezing uh people tend to just freeze it in an airtight container but i generally clean wrap my cakes first and then place it into an airtight container
0: okay and now when you freeze them for how long can they be frozen
1: for freezing it can be frozen up to like two months it doesn't It doesn't matter because you're still going to defrost it and it's still going to have its freshness and moist, moisture in it. So that's not a problem. But, of course, with refrigeration, it's a totally different story.
0: Okay. And then if you don't want to freeze your cakes and obviously you're making fresh cakes and you want to just store mm-hmm. it because obviously you have orders and you have so many uh, cakes to work on, uh, how would be the best way to store them?
1: Okay, so if your cake has buttercream already on it, then you can leave it out in an airtight container at room temperature for about two uh, two days. But after that, you're going to just have to put it into the freezer, but in an airtight container, and you can keep it frozen for uh, for a while just so your butter doesn't melt completely and it being a horrible mess but um, it just needs to be in like an airtight container or, or something that's you know covering it so it doesn't get um, you know hard and stale
0: okay and can you freeze cakes with buttercream
1: uh, not generally no because the buttercream the minute it defrosts the buttercream doesn't sit nicely it, it becomes like a very grainy um, texture, which nobody nobody likes a grainy texture like this. So it's it's not recommended to freeze cakes with buttercream.
0: And um, so, Mattia you know, every now and again, I mean, there's so many trends that's just coming out when it comes to cooking and baking and everything. Um, what... Uh, trends have you been noticing currently and which trends have you tried out and followed?
1: Okay, so the ones that really caught my eye is the lunchbox cake and then the square cakes which is also known as wok cakes and arch cakes and the ones that I've tried out is I've tried out the lunchbox cakes and then, you know, at one stage, that, uh, there was that alphabet uh, trending cake that I tried out now very much recently. Right. And sugar, I also got a, what's it a wedding cake of crepe cakes to make now p- w- the starting of December. So those, what, those are what I have tried so far.
0: Okay, Mahdia, there's a question coming through from a listener. What do you okay. use to make mm-hmm. white icing but not using egg whites?
1: uh you can use wooden spoon uh, wooden spoon butter it's white and it, it it keeps your your butter cream completely white
0: and um the second question from the listener is what is the best artificial cream, not fresh cream
1: um,
0: I'd say millek okay um have you come across it in Lyons often
1: um milak the only place you can get which is guaranteed that you're gonna get is uh, lotus bakery which is also known as save right
0: okay so mahdi's choice of uh preference would be the milak um if you cannot get milak, I personally use the Meadowlands Classic as well. It works very nice. You can use it in your cooking and your baking. Listeners, join in the conversation and let us know, um, how often do you eat pasta? Do you prefer tomato-based pastas or cream-based pastas? Send us a WhatsApp on 0727861548. today our topic is uh, on the cooking segment is pasta. And, um, you know, with the theme of bean pasta, what's your favorite pasta dish?
1: I would easily say uh, creamy prawn pasta with chili and lots of herbs. But if you want to go for like non-meaty, I'd say a gnocchi pasta.
0: Okay, that sounds nice and delicious and perfect for today's weather. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, Mahdia, you also started a business here in Lienz And less so since you've uh, left the Four Seasons and you've been taking orders and you're trying to establish a business, uh, a a pastry, a pastry field business, right? So can you tell us a little bit more about it? Do you run a uh, do you, like, for how long has it been? What's your fears? How you've been doing it? What have you overcome challenges?
1: Okay, so my business hasn't been running for that long. As I was working at the Four Seasons West Club for about two years. Uh, I just left recently within this year. But to allow that this time that I have left, Alhamdulillah, my journey has started where I'm I'm starting off my own business and within next year, inshallah, I really want to expand my business and start advertising more and um and just having a broader aspect of my whole business. Um one of my fears when I started my own business was that People would not take to my baking, and I would encounter flops, which is every chef's nightmare. Alhamdulillah, with embarking this journey, it was a bit easier as I started off by supplying my mom's uh, shop goods, poultry, meat and deli. So that helped me a lot. With my mom marketing for me in Lanesia and subsequently getting my own private uh, clients with good feedback and positive reviews, and with like Chef Sakya, who has also helped me along the way by getting me orders. Uh, and I, I guess coming from a background of two strong world and hard working parents who both own their own businesses, my parents always have. Encouraged me, stood by me, and helped me throughout my studies and the beginning of this journey. What also helped me tremendously was my two years of work experience at the Four Seasons Westcliff, which taught me patience, resilience, perseverance, and hard work. Um, starting this journey at FBI Chef School and working at the Four Seasons uh, Westcliff has played a huge role in my career.
0: Indeed, Allah take you from strength to strength and grant you lots of barakah in your business. Mahdia, before you you leave us, can you share with us a nice recipe, please? Sure, no problem.
1: Okay, so it's a Nutella cupcake with Nutella icing. Okay. So it's one and a half cups flour. One cup sugar. Quarter teaspoon baking soda. One teaspoon baking powder. Three quarter cup butter. Half a cup Nutella. Three egg whites. Half a cup sour cream. Half a cup milk. Okay, so that's for your cupcake. Uh, For the Nutella icing, half a cup soft butter. Four cups icing sugar. Half a cup Nutella. And two tablespoons of water.
0: Please share with us the method.
1: Okay, so you're going to just, um, uh, you're going to take your egg whites, you're going to whip it up until it's nice and foamy. And then you're going to uh, take your sour cream and milk together, whisk that together. And you're taking all your dry ingredients, you're going to uh, combine them together into a bowl. You're going to alternate between your dry ingredients and your wet ingredients. Once that is nice and uh, combined together, then you're going to add in your Nutella and your vanilla essence. You let that mix, but you don't want to over-mix it. You just mix it until it's co- uh, incorporated, and you can fill your cupcake cases. Then with the icing, you're going to... Uh, cream your butter until it's creamy, fluffy, and white in color. Then you're going to add your cup, uh, your icing sugar. Let that combine nicely. Then you're going to add in your uh, Nutella, but uh, like bits, bits by pieces, because if you're going to add in all at once, it's going to uh, curdle. Uh, Once you add add in all your Nutella, you're just going to beat it up until it's nicely combined and it's creamy and soft. Then you're just going to add in your water because um, your water softens it up a bit and it's a nice pipeable consistency.
0: Jazakallah for sharing the recipe with us. I will repeat it a little later on in the show. Mathia, okay. before you no leave, problem. a listener wants to know, how do you get a good cheesecake texture baked?
1: So with cheesecake, uh, cheesecake usually you bake it for about 40 to 45 minutes. Anything above that is it's going to be overbaked. You, you literally want your skewer to come out it, it shouldn't be clean, clean, clean your skewer, but it should be a bit wettish because when you're still taking out uh, your cheesecake, it's still going to carry on baking after uh, it's taken out because of the heat from your, um, if you're doing it in a steel container, your heat still absorbs. So it's going to carry on baking afterwards. So, I preferably bake cheesecakes to about 40, uh, 40 minutes. The most, I won't even go there five minutes extra because it's just going to be an overbaked cheesecake. And another way of also seeing it is your texture on top. The minute you start to see cracking, it means it's overbaked.
0: Okay, listeners, that's a nice step to keep in mind. And remember, baked cheesecake, the minute you see a crack on the top, it tells you that your cheesecake's overbaked. Mattia before you leave us, please share with us your Instagram handle.
1: Uh, delish, uh, small d, E-L-I-S-H, underscore, by, underscore, dia 07. All small letters.
0: Mahdiya, JazakAllah for sharing your recipe with us, giving us time in this busy period and in the holiday season. May Allah take you from strength to strength in your business. And inshallah, we look forward to speaking to you again soon on the Waves of Radio Islam International. Inchana. Assalamu
1: alaikum. Wa alaikum
0: Okay, listeners, inshallah, after the break, we'll be having a lovely conversation with everything with regards to pasta from the sweet, the savory and the pasta. You are listening to
1: Household Express on Radio Islam International.
0: Welcome back. So we speak in pasta, the sweet, the savory, the pasta. When we say the sweet, everyone's very concerned. What does she mean by the sweet pasta? But did you know that pasta can be enjoyed um Sweet as well as savory, which we all are used to. And then everything pasta, because pasta is such an amazing dish that's been transformed into so many different ways. You know, people think that pasta is actually Italian. Well, pasta was actually discovered in Asia and by the Chinese long before it was discovered by the Italians. And before the Italians became the pasta... um, the world-renowned pasta lovers. It was also introduced to the French and the Germans. Um, later on, it was introduced by the Jews to the Arabs of the Andalusian influence through Spain and Sicily. And thereafter, was pasta only uh, be, uh, was pasta be, um, made to be a Italian global truly dish. So, I find that very interesting because you know, when people say pasta or pizza, immediately our brain runs to Italy. But uh, actually, it was the Chinese through their ramen noodles and all the different types of noodles that they add to their dishes that were the inventors of pasta, and from China, it was. Um, where the pasta travels throughout the world and has become a world staple in many homes. So join in the conversation and let us know how often do you eat pasta? Do you prefer a tomato-based pasta or do you prefer a cream-based pasta? The number is 0727861548 to WhatsApp. Okay, so did you know that there are 350 types of pastas in the world? But they only fall under five categories. The categories are a short pasta, which is um, your normal shell pastas, your long pastas, which are your spaghettis and your uh, fettuccinis, your linguinis, your sheet pastas, which we use for lasagnas. And then stuffed stuffed pastas and dumpling pastas, which fall as your raviolis and your um, gnocchi pastas. Um, So since pasta is regarded Italian, which is the most eaten pasta in Italy is the big question to ask. So uh, in Italy, the most consumed shape of pasta is actually the penne pasta. It was born in 1865 by a machine invented by Giovanni Battista in the small town of San Martino da Alabero. And Italy consumes 81% of pasta, The world's pasta uh, consumption and 81% of that consumption of pasta is um, on their daily basis, uh, their meals. And who would have thought that after Italy, France consumes the most pasta with a consumption of 78%. Very interesting fact. Since the French are known for their culinary uh, skills and perfecting and passion and, you know, um, they're the heart of the culinary world, for them to be eating something that's not from their origin is uh, a very interesting fact. So what is Pasta. Pasta is basically um, two ingredients, wheat flour and eggs. A uh, Simple dough made uh, with these two ingredients. Some people add in some water, other people add in also some oil, and they form a lovely, silky, smooth, golden dough, which is thereafter transformed into silky sheets of goodness or shells, etc., to make your pastas into spaghettis, fettuccinis, your pennies, your twisted ribbons, your macaronis, etc., So, a very important question people ask is, how do you boil pasta to make the perfect pasta dish? The correct manner in cooking pasta is bringing your water to a boil. And then once your water is at a boil, sprinkle it with with a seasoning of salt to add some flavor. I know we add in some oil, but that is not the correct way because by adding oil into your water, your pasta, yes, does not stick to each other. But later on, when you are cooking your pasta, um, because there's oil in the water, the pasta becomes lubricated. And then once you add it into your sauces and your your meats or your proteins, etc., the flavors do not stick to the pasta. So the correct manner is bringing the water to a boil, seasoning it with salt. Adding in your pasta for 5 to 10 minutes, cooking on the pasta depending on what type of pasta it is and the quantity of pasta. Cook it till it's al dente. Al dente means to the tooth. Meaning when you bite it, it shouldn't feel mushy, it should feel firm, but not hard to bite. Obviously, fresh pasta will not take such a long time to cook, so that will take probably two to three minutes. Also, boiling the water, adding in seasoning of salt, and then you strain out the water and you keep your pasta aside till you're ready to use it. A lot of people like to keep the pasta water aside. Also, instead of adding plain water to your pasta sauces, Add in your pasta water, it adds in flavor, or add in vegetable stock, chicken stock, or beef stock, whatever is your preference. Did you know pastas can be flavored and colored, herbed or plain, sweet or savory? So what do we mean flavored and colored? Oh, that's a very interesting one to many, I'm sure. Yes, we are familiar. We go to Dusky and we go to all these health stores. You know, there's the new the new in thing of Um, having beetroot pasta, spinach pasta, etc. But how do they make it? Is it really spinach in the pasta? Is it really beetroot in the pasta? So commercially produced products, yes, they have some form of... um, You know, they do have some form of the nutrients and of the vegetables added to it. But remember, it's not exactly um, a spinach pasta and it's not exactly a beetroot pasta as you would make if you're making it at home. So the question is, how do you make a beetroot pasta at home? And the question is, how do you make a spinach pasta at home? Very easy. And these are just two common pastas that I'm mentioning because it's the pastas that you find on on the store shelves. Other types of pastas that you can make is anything with fruit and vegetables. Remember, the mind has no limitation. The imagination has no limitation. So you can make a pumpkin pasta. You can make a raspberry pasta. You can flavor your pastas with apple. You can actually make uh, apple pie kind of a pasta, you know, uh, where you're making a plain dough. You're filling it in with a lovely cinnamon, any seed, uh, apple filling... And then you making them into little pouches of raviolis. You cooking them down for two to three minutes, and then you you making them. Um, you make a lovely apple caramel apple sauce, and you toss it in. And you can enjoy it with a lovely vanilla ice cream. So going back to um, spinach and beetroot pastas. You know um, how do you make a spinach or beetroot or butternut pasta or any pasta for that matter, fat, a fruit or a vegetable? All you need to do is you need to, um, you need to juice the fruit or the vegetable to take extract the color and the flavor. Once the color and the flavor is extracted, all you will do is you will place you will add that into your dough to make your. Your, your dough so you will add in some of that mixture to your egg yolks and your egg uh, I will share a pasta recipe with you uh, in a few minutes. you will take your liquid from your fruit and your vegetables you will add it into your egg and you will give it a good mix. then you will take a lovely bowl you will add in your wheat flour you will make a well in the middle of the flour in the bowl and you'll pour in your liquid. Uh, preferably half to three-quarter, you'll form a dough. if you need more liquid, you can add in more liquid. Working a little fast, though, because once um, you're making a dough and you do not add enough liquid while making pasta, unfortunately the pasta dough does spoil. So that's basically how you make a beetroot or spinach or butternut pasta. So uh, an easy recipe for uh, pasta is... 360 grams of wheat flour, that's 360 grams of wheat flour, 135 grams of whole egg, 135 grams of whole egg, 85 grams of egg yolks, 85 grams of egg yolks. So when we say a whole egg, we mean the egg yolk and the egg white, and then the egg yolk, you'll combine the egg yolks with the egg white in the eggs. And you'll give it a good mix You'll add in some beetroot juice or spinach juice And then you'll mix it into your flour And make a lovely dough So this is something that I find is very Therapeutic and also uh, very uh, nutritious to make. It's it's wholesome. It's adding in uh, your vitamins and your minerals into your meal so that um, we have those those uh, those uh, vitamins and minerals consumed in in our meals. You know, and also I think it's something very nice to do with our kids. It's easy to make. You don't need it. It costs nothing. You don't need to have any fancy gadgets. All you basically need is a bowl, um, uh, a fork. And a rolling pin, uh, if you just want to make some plain... Uh Pasta sheets or fettuccine or spaghetti and a knife to cut it. Uh, if you want to make some fancy uh, shaped pastas and stuff, um, you can use your Kenwood machines. You do get some pasta machines available uh, that are not expensive. One of the listeners are uh, saying that she personally loves a tomato-based pasta, but she cannot make it. She needs to make creamy pastas because her children does not eat tomato-based. Thank you for your feedback. Okay, so that's basically how to make um, a colored and flavored pasta. Inshallah, after the break, we'll be talking about making sweet pastas um, after the break. This is Household Express on Greater
1: Islam International.
0: So, moving on to sweet pastas. So, sweet pastas meaning uh, pastas enjoyed in a dessert manner. How can we have them in a dessert manner? Is the question. You have two options. One of the options being you can have your pasta made as a normal pasta and then add it to a sweet sauce, uh, like a chocolate sauce, a Nutella sauce, a Milo sauce, etc. And the second being a dumpling form, in other words, like a ravioli that you can fill with Nutella and strawberries or there's. Uh Uh, Apple pie filling Or um, marshmallows and Nutella Etc you know And then all you're doing is you're blanching it In boiling water for 2-3 to minutes Enjoying it into a lovely um, Sweet sauce Enjoyed with the ice cream Some crunch of maybe some pastry shards Etc So how do you make a sweet uh, pasta sauce Basically it's a basic bechamel sauce Which consists of your butter and flour Which you're making a row of and then you add in your milk, and then to your to the milk, uh, the milk sauce. You can add in your flavorance of being like I mentioned, hot um, hot chocolate, Milo, Nutella, some peanut butter, uh, whatever it is that you preference and you like. I mean the 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 mind has no limitations. And then you can um, you can have that sauce. You add in your plain boiled pastas. Obviously, we're not adding salt in it now. And then you toss it into this lovely creamy. sauce sauce and then you can enjoy it with some uh, raspberries or strawberries or fruit or something tarty on top with some ice cream it's really lovely to enjoy and it's something that's healthy it's also filling and wholesome so you can enjoy it as a meal um especially now in the holidays moving more towards the festive season etc you know and then um Uh, One other topic I'd like to cover quickly before the show ends is uh, a lot of people are gluten intolerant, so they cannot eat pasta due to the wheat. Um, So what's the option for them? Uh, Gluten-free option of pasta is zucchini. You take your zucchini and you can either slice it into ribbons, using that as lasagna sheets, or you can uh, you can slice it into spirals. So you also get the zucchini spirals in the stores, in the shelves, on the fridge, uh, in the in the fridges. And you can use that in place of uh, pasta. It doesn't change the taste or the effect. All you do is once you slice your zucchini or you spiral your zucchini, you give it a good sprinkle of salt and leave it between some paper towels to draw out some of the moisture. And then you can enjoy it in whichever way you enjoy pasta. However you make your pasta in place of the pasta, all you do is you add in the zucchini. A question coming through, is the sweet pasta, a cold oil sauce and how would you make the sauce? Okay, so we did share the recipe. It's basically flour and butter where you're going to cook it out to be a roux and you're going to add in your milk to make a sauce. Your, your, your sweet pasta can be enjoyed warm or cold, up to you, depending on how you'd like it. I like to have the sauce hot with a lovely scoop of vanilla ice cream. If you're having a lovely chocolate um, pasta with a Nutella sauce, adding some Nutella into your bechamel sauce, making it a Nutella sauce, topping it with a lovely scoop of vanilla ice cream, some lovely raspberries for tart, etc. Um, So, um, that's all about pasta. Alhamdulillah, we've come to The end of another show. Inshallah, next week we will be back uh, with the pleasure of Allah and a wonderful guest and another enticing topic to entice your taste buds. To my producer and my engineer, Jazakallah, and from myself, Zakia. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.